0: The College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep, helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. Hi, it's Andy Lockwood from Lockwood College Prep, and you might have heard something about the changes to the FAFSA that are coming down the pike. So I thought I would tell you a little bit about them, but first let's talk about what is the FAFSA and how is it used in the college financial aid process and how do you navigate it? So the FAFSA is the Free Application for Federal Student Aid, FAFSA, F-A-F-S-A. Not FASFA or FASA or Pfizer, it's FAFSA and or Fauci. And uh, it is is a form. It is a form from the Department of Education that is currently roughly 104, 104 questions that is designed to take your financial information, plug it into a financial aid formula, also published by the Department of Education, and spit out a number called the Expected Family Contribution, or EFC, That is the second acronym if you're keeping score at home here. And that expected family contribution number is used by colleges to determine how much or how little money they are going to award you. Okay. It's not that simple. That's the thing. The the FAFSA is relatively straightforward looking on its surface, but I just want to warn you, there are more than 1,100 pages of regulations behind the FAFSA that govern that financial aid formula. So a word about the changes uh, is, just so you understand, I'm recording this in the summer of 2022 and the changes to the FAFSA were going to start this year. So the FAFSA is released every October. So for this year that I'm speaking in, for kids who graduate high school in 2023, The FAFSA for when they become freshmen in college, which is 2023 and then into spring of 2024, that becomes available in October 22. All right. Um, Originally, there were going to be changes that took place this coming October, but now, apparently, those changes are going to be pushed back to the 2024-25 FAFSA. So let me just talk to you about the proposed changes and give you my comments and a few tips. So one of the changes is that the department of ed is going to supposedly streamline the FAFSA. So they're going to cut down the 104 questions down to something like 30, 35, or 40 questions, number one. Number two, they're changing some of the questions themselves, or more specifically, some of the directions. So one of the questions on the FAFSA has to do with your income and income is defined a certain way, which includes all untaxed income. So if you contributed to your 401k uh, and let's say you contribute $20,000 and you reduced your adjusted gross income for financial aid purposes, they would add back that $20,000. So that's an example of untaxed income uh, in a sense. So currently, If you receive workers compensation that is not um taxed and it is not part of your fafsa part of uh, part of the income that the fafsa uses but that's one of the changes that is predicted for next year 24 25. divorce families there are changes uh if you are divorced currently the spouse who is supposed to complete the fafsa to to determine eligibility in that expected family contribution that spouse is uh, the, the one who's supposed to be filling it out is the parent that the child resides with a majority of time. It has nothing to do with which parent declares the child as dependent on their on his or her tax return. Well, in two years, that's changing. Supposedly, the the change will give effect to anyone who declares a child as a dependent because they're supporting them, will also be the custodial parent for FAFSA purposes. All right, one more change. I don't want to spend too much time on these because who knows if they're actually going to be effectuated, but I think they're important. Another change, and this is probably the biggest one that I see, is that currently the way expected family contribution is calculated, it's based on 70-plus factors. So there's income. I talked about it. There's, you know, are you divorced or not? There's how much savings you have, and that's a whole nother discussion, by the way, because some savings penalize you more than others, and some types of savings don't penalize you at all, <clears throat> but I want to cover that in a separate video. Um, so, so, the issue is that um, one of the biggest factors is the number of kids you have in college. So, let's say you have an expected family contribution of $60,000, 60, 000, six zero. I mean, the government thinks that you can afford to pay for $60,000, say $60,000 for college in one year. Putting aside whether that's reasonable or not, under the current rules, if your your EFC, expected family contribution is $60,000 for with one child in the school, once you add a second child in school, and assuming in college, and assuming that everything else stays the same, same income, same savings, etc. cetera, your expected family contribution would be cut in half and split between your two kids. So you would go from a $60,000 expected family contribution to a $30,000 expected family contribution just because your second child went to college uh, a couple of years later. And, and any college doesn't have to join your, your oldest child. So, so that's a big um, source of relief for many families now. However, you may have guessed where I was going with this. In 24-25, that goes away apparently, and uh, this is supposedly thanks to Chuck Grassley, the Iowa senator. Apparently, you are not going to get credit for having more than one child in college under the new FAFSA rules, which are supposed to come out now for the 24-25 academic year. Remains to be seen whether that's actually going to happen, because there's been a lot of blowback by uh, other politicians and other people like me who have been behind the scenes writing letters and trying to influence Congress, which doesn't feel that effective, but we're trying. So who knows what'll happen? So the bottom line is the FAFSA right now is relatively straightforward, but it's complicated and it's changing. On top of that, that's not the only financial aid application that colleges require. Many colleges, roughly 300 to maybe even 400 or so colleges will require an extra, not in lieu of, but an additional financial aid application called the CSS Profile, which is not straightforward on its face. It's 200 to 300 questions and it's a big mess. So um, my bottom line here is be very careful when you're A, figuring out how to fill out these, uh, these financial aid applications because the rules behind them are pretty complicated. And B, understand that what you thought you knew about them may be changing. And C, don't underestimate the amount of time it's going to take to to learn all of the nuances that you need to learn about these applications. So, um, if you subscribe to this channel, you're definitely going to get more tips on paying for college, on getting into college, uh, on SAT or ACT prep, anything that has to do with college. I recommend that. Um, I also recommend that you visit our site and download my latest free report, which is all about these loopholes in the FAFSA and the CSS profile. And that's called How to Hide Your Money from the Financial Aid Office, Legally and Ethically. And you can go to our, our website, LockwoodCollegePrep.com report, and get your copy there and find a bunch of other resources, including a bunch of books that I've written, uh, especially on financial aid and college admissions. So check out the report, subscribe to this channel if you like it, leave me a comment. We check these out all the time. Thanks for watching and i hope you're finding it um, helpful and valuable have a great day thanks thanks for listening to the college planning edge podcast for more information about our inner circle group coaching membership which is a great way to dip your toes in the water of the whole college planning morass um, and get access to our double secret software college guru software that helps you create a strategic list of colleges and identify fat juicy merit aid and need-based aid opportunities as well as some other benefits check out the lockwood inner circle at lockwoodinnercircle.com and use the coupon code podcast for 50 percent off the first month's membership thanks for listening